and welcome to episode 153 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters take on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I also live and work and raise my family here in Atlanta, Georgia. Here we are. Here we are. And I love dinner time. We can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how it works. Every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, everywhere I can find a recipe on the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. You can also get this sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. All right, Kate, this week's recipes were vegan tofu crumbles from Doesn't It Taste? Oh, doesn't taste like chicken. It doesn't taste like it chicken. It doesn't taste like chicken. Chipotle cauliflower nachos from Love and Lemons. And enchilada rice from The Simple Veganista. Well, here it is, Bessie. The episode you've been so excited about. <laughs> vegan textbooks. You're right. I just didn't know what to expect. But now <laughs> we've true. been through it. Yeah, now we've been through it. Uh, if you listened, the reason I'm saying this is if you listened last week, you would have heard Betsy's surprised and authentic reaction for how specific we were being about vegan food. But I think actually it was about a bigger issue for me, which is vegan food is so expansive. There's so many directions you can go. And some of it's like super health nut stuff. And some of it's more ethical. And some of it's just finding alternatives for some allergens. And so I thought, you know, let's narrow it down. Maybe I went a little narrow. You know, I'll admit that. But, you know, here we are. So it's good to have a theme. Good to have a theme. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I thought, you know, it was the right mix of of easy and kind of a little bit of a stretch this week. That was the other thing that I thought was good. Because sometimes you, when you're trying out a new way of cooking that maybe you haven't done before, mm-hmm. everything feels more complicated than it is. Yes. Because I think you get in your head a little bit. That's true. That's true. Like vegan food's like so crazy and it's got all these ingredients when really. Yeah. A lot of this was, was pretty much was pretty similar to what we've been using the techniques we've been using for the past hundred episodes. Yeah. So yeah, that's for sure. All right. Let's get into it here. We'll start with the vegan tofu crumbles from it doesn't taste like chicken. Yeah. So I thought that this was a nice recipe because I, I figured it could be a good base For a lot of Tex-Mex favorites like burritos, even enchiladas, um, the flavors in it are very similar to like traditional Tex-Mex style ground beef taco seasoning, Mm -hmm. right? It's the cumin and the chipotle and things like that. So to make this, it's kind of a two-step process. First, you're baking into the oven at 350. So you take a piece of parchment paper or you grease a large baking sheet, set that aside, and then you make a marinade of oil, soy sauce, ground cumin, chili powder, garlic powder, onion powder, cayenne, and smoked paprika in a large bowl. It kind of makes this brown paste. And then you crumble a block of firm tofu with your fingers into the bowl and then just mix it all up. Make sure everything's coated. And then you spread the tofu crumbles out evenly over the pan. And your fingers have all this stuff all over them. But I thought that was just the easiest. Maybe you use a spatula. But anyway, um, spread it all out. Bake it for 30 to 35 minutes, stopping to stir the tofu every now and then. And you do want the tofu to be nice and brown. That's the key here because you want to have that texture and, and the flavor. Take the tofu uh, crumbles out of the oven and then add it to a pan with three quarters cup of salsa. And then you just simmer that until it's kind of, I don't know, just ends up kind of looking like a, something you'd put in a taco or a burrito. Yeah. You know, what'd you think? 
Well, I thought this was really easy to put together. Mm. So that was nice because you're just, you know, putting that oil soy sauce in the bottom of a bowl and then mixing up this and throwing it on the pan. Nothing complicated here. I was a little bit surprised by the soy sauce in the marinade. To be honest, when I was getting the ingredients out, I was thinking like I had Mexican in my head and then I was like, oh, soy sauce. Um, So that was kind of a surprise. Yeah, I think it's like an umami thing. Yeah. You want to get that savory, salty Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very pantry friendly. I thought once mm. you have the, you know, grab a block of tofu and you can get yourself going with this. And I will say I tasted it pre-mixing in the salsa mm. and I was like, oh, this is not going to have, this is not going to be good. Yeah. And then with the salsa, it all like that, I thought was exponentially yes. better. I was like, oh, you really need to mix this in with the salsa. This is not a no optional. I and- had the same thing. I was like, I mean, it's tofu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, uh-huh. I like tofu a lot, so it was fine. I was like, well, I guess I'd eat this. But then with the salsa, it became an actual taco filling, an actual burrito filling. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I did, too, because we I didn't want to, like, just mix the tofu into some cold salsa. I didn't want to pull it out of their pants. Mm. So I microwaved my salsa, oh. warmed it up a little bit, and then just in a bowl, and then just tossed my tofu in there. Oh, and that it makes was, sense. Like super easy. Yeah. yeah, love that idea. Actually, yeah. I mean, also, don't expect this to actually taste like ground beef. It's not. It tastes like tofu. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're getting what you get. Um, I think you know it just didn't bother me. I'm not looking for replacements for meat. I think yeah. it doesn't taste like chicken is a pretty accurate description of this, right? It doesn't right. taste like it. But I do like this idea that you could make this and swap in or out something that is a meat. So if you make chicken tacos and you want to try tofu, this wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, layer, go, you know, layer it in, get your salsa, your extra salsa, you know, the um, shredded lettuce, do some cheese or vegan cheese and have a really mm-hmm. delightful meal out of this. Um, I think a burrito bowl would be delicious. I'm thinking this would be really nice and crunchy tacos. I think so too. You know what I thought of? Sometimes you see those like little stuffed avocados where they do like Ooh. a, you kind of hollow that out a little yeah. bit and put some filling in there. Like mm-hmm. I think I see that on Pinterest a lot. You do see thing. That on Pinterest quite a bit. Um, but that feels like a nice mm-hmm. stuffing for something like that. Yeah. I thought it was good. I mean, I kind of ate a couple scoops right out of the bowl. Oh, sure. Me I too. I made myself a taco salad. That's nice. We love a taco mm-hmm. salad, you know? Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Uh, yeah. So this is, you know, I did. So I had one of those. Kroger substitutes your salsa situations mm-hmm. and then it getting, and then getting like old El Paso, which like fine. Yeah. It wasn't super delicious. It was good. And then I was like, you know, it's going to be really good with like a decent, like delicious salsa. Yeah. So um, next time I definitely do that. Um, but this is a four to five for me. How about you? Yeah. I'm going to go with the same, the same way. I actually last note here, I thought it might get browner and crispier. It doesn't uh, ever no. actually browns. It does yeah. not get crispy. That's I a was good point. Sort of waiting for that to happen, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I don't think this is where we're going." I wonder if you like up the oil. Maybe, maybe you know that's not that much oil when it comes yeah. down to it. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a note in case you're waiting for it to crisp and it's not. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Like you'll be there for a minute. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Chipotle cauliflower nachos from Love and Lemons. And we've cooked from Love and Lemons before. We have. Yeah. This is one of my more favorite sources. Uh So I was optimistic about this. Um, This got a little bit of an eyebrow raise. So we'll see how this ended up at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So to make the nachos, you have basically the biggest thing. Part of this is making the sauce. 
So this is um, a combination of cooked cauliflower and potatoes. Um, and you've just cooked them in medium saucepan where you've like simmered it for a bit in a pinch of salt until they're nice and soft. Um, eight to 10 minutes or so you drain and then like cool slightly. And then you put it in a high speed blender with some cashews, water, apple cider vinegar, olive oil, chipotle pepper, garlic, onion powder, and salt. And you just blend that until it's nice and smooth. And then you make nachos, which I think is always, every time I read recipes like this, they're like spread chips on a platter. (laughs) (laughs) I know people need directions, but I'm like, thank you for that. Uh So like make nachos, chips on a platter, you layer on some that cauliflower sauce, which kind of, you know, just spreads over the top. Then you put some cherry tomatoes. She has you do black beans, some pineapple salsa, red onion, and cilantro. So Betsy, we ended up making this together. We did, Kate. It was an adventure because we're here at your house. Was. Your apartment. Yeah. yeah. And I got over here. We're going to have some lunch. We're going to like make these. Like, so good. Famous, and, yeah. Really fun until we realized that I forgot to bring my blender. And um, I'm currently living appliance free. <laughs> yeah, Kate does not, not have my a, choice. a fully stocked kitchen over here. So I had to go back over to my house to get the blender so we could make our cashew potato cauliflower sauce for the nachos. <laughs> so I think everyone might get get a feeling yeah. of how it was yeah. going before it we was... finally got the nacho sauce blended up. However, I was pleasantly surprised. Yes. We, I think you said it best when you yeah. were like, you know, I feel like I'm about 75% there to nachos. Yeah. And that's Which a good thing. Which is a lot farther than I thought I'd get with cauliflower and potatoes. Yeah. You know, I kept eating them. I did too. I mean. At first I was like, mm, we'll see how this goes. And then I was like, actually, we need to put these away because we are. Now eating a lot. on them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we just used my, I don't have a high speed blender. I think if you have like a Vitamix or something, it'd probably mm. be really creamy and smooth. Yeah. But we used my immersion stick blender. Worked and it fine. Was fine. Just kept adding um, a little bit of water, which you might need to do in a stick blender anyway. Mm-hmm. I ended up soaking the cashews because I don't. I knew I wouldn't have a high speed blender for this and mm-hmm. soaking cashews obviously makes them a little softer and so easy to blend. Um, definitely don't skip the vinegar. That's mm-hmm. what's going to add a little bit of like a pop. And I definitely salted to taste. So make sure that you're, you know, tasting a little bit, putting a little more salt in. Um, and you might actually want to add more spice. Like the chipotle pepper was good, but I, um, I wouldn't have mind a little Cholula in there too. Yeah, exactly. I thought that chipotle pepper really came through. I think you're really, you, you need mm. those to, oh, for sure. to bring some flavor into that sauce. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Decent. That, it was pretty good. I would serve this to other people. Yeah, I would too. We both said, I'm not, I'm not sure um, you would necessarily make this if you no. were not concerned. Nachos are super delicious. Yeah. You know? But if you are, or if you have like a dairy thing or a cheese yeah. thing or vegan, like, this this is getting you pretty close, and mm-hmm. I think it's a good recipe. This is this is a four still for me. Like I I'm not in the threes yet. Yeah, yeah. Good. Four or five. Okay. okay. Last recipe is the enchilada rice from the Simple Veganista. Yes, and this I think was definitely one of those recipes where I was like, let's think about pantry staples. Let's mm-hmm. do some one pot cooking. I made Betsy do vegan cashew cheese. Let's try something that's just some rice in a pot, but it's still delicious. So this has two options. Um, I made the stovetop option because I am currently appliance free. Um, Not by choice. Uh, It's been quite the saga. 
Uh, but um, did you use Instant Pot? I did use the Instant Pot. Right. Yeah. So we'll talk about both. So in the Instant Pot, what you do is use your saute function. So first you add some oil, onion, bell pepper, and garlic, and you saute that up for about five minutes. And then you add in rice, water, your enchilada spices, tomatoes, canned corn, black beans, and enchilada sauce. And then you just seal it up and you set it to high pressure for only five minutes, which is so delightful because... <laughs> That's all you need to do. And then you release pressure and um, you just let it thicken over time. Put some cilantro on top. Mm -hmm. Stove top, it's a little different. You cook the rice first. So it's a a cup and a half of rice that you cook and set aside. And then you saute up the onion, the bell pepper, the garlic, et cetera. And then you add in your cooked rice, the rest of the ingredients, the corn, the tomatoes, the black beans, spices and sauce and cook for 10 minutes until it's, or until it's like heated through. Um, and that also lets cool to thin, thicken. So honestly, I was looking at the times. I'm not sure. Instant yeah. pot's hand off, hands mm-hmm. off, which we've talked about this before. But not necessarily quicker. Not necessarily quicker. Yep. And um, I, I got to tell you, I um, do wish I had the hands off <laughs> still. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's nice to have yeah. it, but it, it was it was fine. Um, yeah, Betsy, how did, how did everyone like it? So, I mean, this is good. This reminds you too, I think that maybe there's recipes that we're making in our kitchen that are vegan that we don't even realize because this is one of those that really, I mean, I don't think anyone in my family would have known this is a vegan recipe, right? This just is more like some good rice and beans and some veg and some like an all-in-one kind of side um, slash main. Of course, we had a handful of cheese. I mean, like (laughs) we sort (laughs) of... Right. We had like a creep, a scope creep on this on um, outside of the <laughs> vegan. Bit, yeah. I'll tell you, we had I some mean, instant fair. pot carnitas or not instant pot, those slow cooker carnitas left over. So like for <laughs> sure, some of that was taken out and then this just became the rice side. Um, Which, you know what? Like fair. Yeah. And it had vegetables in it and it was delicious. Yeah. And so it was good. Yeah. I thought the one thing I'll mention too is that I have been making um, Cookie and Kate's enchilada sauce. Oh, and I had made this a while ago, a couple of months ago, and I froze, froze it, and then I made it again and like doubled it and froze it because I have been really, Who is really this enjoying I'm talking to. I don't know, but I used that enchilada it's sauce amazing. in here, and it was delicious. That sounds really good. I yeah. used a canned enchilada sauce, and I've got no appliances. Have we switched lives? Yeah, yeah. I don't, what is even? We've what come is, full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I thought this was great. I ate it without cheese the first time because I was like, you know, let's just see what it looks like when mm-hmm. it's vegan. Um, you know, I definitely upped the spice and then I put some hot sauce on this too. Yeah. So it was nice and it was a little bit of spicy. I might actually even double the peppers next time just because I wanted more veg in there, but I usually do. Um, if you're looking, if you're a person who's like, I want to cook vegetarian more, I want to make vegan food, but I don't like weird things. Mm-hmm. But I like an enchilada. You're you're gonna like yeah. this. Yeah. You know, just make it. It's so good. It's super easy. And for me, I was like, oh, this could definitely be a weeknight. If I did the Andrew Wynn thing and made rice ahead of time, which I'm just starting to do more often. Right. You just have the rice, mm-hmm. you saute your veg, mix it up, pour yeah. yourself a glass of wine, and by the time it's done <laughs> thickening, you've got dinner. And which the, is nice. the um tofu crumbles she says to keep in the fridge too. Oh, so right. you could like have some tofu crumbles with this if you wanted that to. That would be delicious. Mm-hmm. That would be delicious. All right. Well, Tex Mex Vegan. 
There we go. There we go. Fin- got got some, that one in the bag. Some winners. Yeah. yeah. So what was your winner, Betsy? Oh, mine are the tofu crumbles too. I see your notes here. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was, it was useful and so easy. Mm-hmm. And I just was, it's something I've never done with a block of tofu before. And I usually have an extra firm block of tofu in the fridge. Uh, yeah. And I make the same three things with that. So I was that is why to, I chose it too. Yeah. Happy to expand that a little bit. Yeah. Same. I thought, um, it was a fun, different thing to make that mm-hmm. could also be a staple. That was not, again, a sliced piece of tofu that I'm frying up and putting in a stir fry, which I feel like I do almost too much. Yeah. You yeah. know? So if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about, and a whole bunch of fun stuff. If you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Okay, Kate, on the smorgasbord this week, we're going to continue uh, talking about baby step vegan, mm-hmm. like how to get a little bit more um, vegan food in your life. Yeah. One really great resource here, which is kind of a funny one, but you and mm-hmm. I both really, uh, really like mm-hmm. is Joy Manning from The Local Mouthful, her Instagram feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is... Joy, who we all know and love and has been, Kate has been, Kate guest hosted over at the local Mouthful and um, just a friend of the pod. She is vegan for health reasons. Right. And does this really great job of kind of showing you what she's eating throughout the day or throughout the Mm -hmm. week. So a lot of pictures on like, this is what I'm having for lunch. This is what I'm eating for dinner. And it's very accessible and like a real person is mm-hmm. doing it. It's not a food blogger who's making these wacky recipes that no one Everything's would actually got make. 10 pounds of goji berries in it or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she just, if you go ahead and follow joy, you will just have this constant mm-hmm. drip of vegan inspiration in your yeah. life over on Instagram. Totally agree. Totally agree. She made, um, she's been working on a frittata recipe, mm. vegan frittata using chickpea flour. Okay. She mm. was like, be on Sheila, right? Yeah. Or yeah. I was like, Oh, so that's good. I've been kind of like following that. So I think she's a great person and she is such a wonderful just person in general. So if you comment on her stuff, she's always willing to chat. So check her out. We'll have a link to her Instagram on our website. The other thing I want to talk about, it is Black History Month, mm-hmm. and there is um, a very interesting history of Black veganism and something that I've seen bits and bobs of and the creators that I follow on Instagram and blogs and just generally in the zeitgeist of like what people eat and how they eat and and, and that sort of thing. And so if I actually dug into a little bit, I am, let's be clear by no means an expert on veganism, let alone black veganism, and do not purport to be the voice of this. But if you're someone who's interested in this kind of thing, there was a really fascinating personal history style article in Eater um, that also included like a lot of research, and this person's very knowledgeable, um, about being black and vegan, and it's entitled Homecoming. We'll have a link in the on the website. And it's about um, this woman becoming vegan as a black person, the political and social social aspects of that choice, in addition to just talking about food. So if any of those things are interesting to you, definitely recommend the read. Um, We'll put it on our website. And then the last thing I'll say about that, which I thought was cool, is that this woman (laughs) who has a blog called Vegan Yak Attack, which I was like, 
all right, <laughs> embrace yeah. embrace the blogging. She is a white lady, but she did highlight as part of um, her efforts around anti-racism and just um, lifting up black voices, um, a roundup of low effort vegan recipes by black creators on her website. And so she's got a list of black vegan cooks. So if that's something that you're into more vegan cooking, a lot of these people are making amazing food. And so she'd be, um, we put a link to that on our website and also pull out some of those direct links so that y'all can, can find them directly. So yeah, dig into that a little bit of, of food and intersection of culture, which, you know, can't separate the two. I know mm-hmm. always good for a smorgasbord topic. Love mm-hmm. that. Okay, Kate, we're wrapping up and, um, you know, next week, <laughs> what's our topic? <laughs> cheese. <laughs> Dairy cheese. <laughs> We're doing a deep dive. We are a cheese. deep dive into cheese. Try to try not to get whiplash, kids. Uh-huh. It's really, it's all over the place yes. this month on, on the Dinner Sisters. And what is extra special about this is that our friend, Tara Carter, friend of the pod, mm. cookbook uh review reviewer with us yes is doing her first solo interview so exciting yes very fun with a cheese expert so we're getting that all set to go and that'll be out next week Mm -hmm. okay so that's what's for dinner see you next time on the dinner sisters we'll save a spot at the table for you would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or, or anything. I love getting emails. They're so great. They're always so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Or you can always DM us on Instagram. Yeah. That's fun too. And last, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us or go find us on Patreon. You can support us at patreon.com backslash dinner sisters. Thanks and happy eating. Mm